In today's episode, I'm joined by Mez and Yassine, the content creator behind Just a GoProer. If you don't follow him on Instagram, please check him out. He makes some amazing content. Mezin is an actor, he's a director, and he's also a manager for some artists. I have really been following his work for like six or seven years. Everybody in Egypt knows him, but I had never met him. So I said, why don't we get together and have a chat on my last visit to Cairo. We talked all about how he was in the corporate world for 14 years and then decided to leave it all behind and become a content creator and build something really magical, which I'm really excited for you guys to hear about on the show that he does to inspire and highlight up and coming artists. But everything started to happen to him when he bought a GoPro. He's taught himself how to edit videos and create really incredible stories. So he's a very inspirational storyteller but he also talks about the hard work and the struggles and the challenges that it takes. So anyways, really excited for you guys to hear this episode. My big lesson after speaking to Mazin is it's never too late to start on the path that you want to achieve. Don't miss this episode and give Mazin a big shout out. Thanks everybody. Hope you enjoy the show. Digital and Savvy listeners, we are joined today by Mazin Yassin who is on Instagram as just a GoProer. But what I discovered is he's much more than just a GoProer. I've been following your content for a long time, um, several years when I lived in Dubai. So like last six or seven years, I've been following what you've been doing. So I wanna talk to you a little bit about, before we start, let's introduce our listeners to who you are, tell them your story. And then fun fact, which we do with all the guests is we explain how we know each other. We just met today for the first time, yep. but for the beauty of the internet and Instagram, we have common friends. We are big fans of each other's work and that's how we met. But exactly. um, I'm so happy to meet you in person, in real life. Same here. As exactly. they say. Mezen, tell everybody who you are and what you do. First of all, thank you so much, Matt, for the amazing introduction. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's kind of scary when you are being interviewed, when you always interview people. It's, it's, it's kind of scary for it's me. It's your turn. It's my turn, yeah. Um, as you said, it's uh, my my channel's name is Just a GoPro. I I actually it was a coincidence calling uh, calling it uh, Just a GoPro because I started working in corporate as soon as I finished high school because my parents couldn't support uh, me going into uh, university, so I just went to a public one and I decided that I'm gonna gain my experience from life, and this is when my journey at the corporate uh, life started, and I, I I really believed that I needed to climb lab corporate ladder until I become something in a regional office and then a headquarters office and the journey started there um, but 14 years later I realized that this is not what I want to do at all Good at for you. all yeah Good for you. because I was just going with the flow I was taking whatever job that I get um, some of them were very exciting some of them were uh, very boring some of them were very demanding um, time-consuming physically consuming I worked in an hotel, I worked in an FMCG company, I worked in Cairo and Sharm el Sheikh, I managed uh, North Africa. So it, it's an amazing journey and uh, it was a great experience until right before I quit my job, like a year before that, I bought a GoPro for myself as a birthday present. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good birthday present. I was, uh, I was just coming out of a very bad relationship, so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it up for me. I'm gonna buy something for me to excite me and to get 
um, to see the world from a different lens and see how it goes. And I had no idea how to shoot photos, really? nor videos, nor nothing. I just bought the camera. I love gadgets. It's a gadget. I took it with me everywhere I went and I just started just taking still photos. Um, and then five, six months later, I realized that there's an option called time lapse. So I started using the time lapse instead of the photos and mixing between them. And then I realized that you can add some music to the time lapse and it will make it more exciting. So I started doing that and posting on Instagram and stuff. Um, I think I started shooting video not less than a year, a year and a half later. Like really? I was, I was very scared from that video mode. Why? Back then, video wasn't big. Yeah, um, of course. I was very self-conscious. I was, um, I was a totally different person. I was always afraid of what others would think of me. I was always afraid of that, and I didn't want to seem stupid. I didn't want to seem um, insecure. I, I, all these thoughts going inside my head, and I just couldn't. The point that whenever a camera is pointing at me, I just walk out of the frame. You run away. Yeah. Um, and then at some point I realized, okay, I, I, I want to learn how to edit a video. And I was at a friend's wedding. He asked me to shoot some uh, videos over there. And I did. I went back home and I started editing. You taught yourself? I, I researched what's the best uh, application or a program to, to edit uh, videos. And then I found um, Adobe Premiere and Final Cut Pro. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go with Final Cut Pro because I have an, an, an iMac uh, computer. Okay. I went with that. I started from scratch on YouTube, um, started learning everything through uh, YouTube uh, tutorials. And um, I made my first video. And I was very, very, very excited when I made this video because I spent around six hours from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m working on the video. Really? Yeah. And then the next day I woke up, I went to the office um, to where my corporate job was and I had my laptop with me and I continued working on the video for the next three or four hours. At work? Yeah. And I was very excited to finish the video and as, as soon as I finished it, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm actually doing something that I love and I'm creating something that the, the result of it is very exciting for me. I've never felt like that, that, like that ever, ever in my life. Um, Bit by bit, I started making videos for the company that I was working for, just free of charge. Just uh, because you love doing just it? Just because I love doing it. And because I understand the company and the guidelines and the branding and everything. So I was like, okay, this is for you, this is for you. And then I started realizing that they wanted my videos in specific events. Um, wow. So they asked me to, to do those videos with a, with a very small budget. In addition to your job description, which yeah. had nothing to do with creating content for yeah, the company. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was managing distribution too. It had nothing to do with uh, oh with content at all. Um, and then one day they asked me to film something. It was a big event. It was a weekend um, away from Cairo. And uh, they told me, but the budget isn't that big. We're very sorry about that because the, the, the videographer that used to do uh, to cover this event uh, asked for a lot more than what he took last year. And we cannot do that we budget. We can't afford it. Yeah. So are you willing to go for it? I was like, okay, how much is the budget? And then they gave me a number because they don't know my salary. So they gave me a number that is 10% more than my monthly salary. It was so good. It was so good. It was so good. And I didn't realize that this industry can pay that pay much. Pay much. Yep. So I was like, uh, okay, I'll take you know, it. I my arm. <laughs> uh, just this time. I went there and I shot it and I came back and I gave them the edit and they were very happy with it. 
And that was the moment I realized I wanted to leave corporate and do something and that I love. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then a person, uh, all, all that time I had my Instagram's name, uh, Mezin Yassin. This is my first name and last name. And a person in my office just walked beside my, uh, my desk and he was like, Mezin, why don't you call your channel just to go pro? I was like, oh, that's a very cool idea. Okay, I'll do that because it's very simple. I, I do simple videos. Um, the whole idea is to have all the cuts and the, and, the, and the transitions cut to the beat. And that's what made my videos exciting to watch. So, back then. Yeah. so it started from there and I gave my six months notice just to try to... You gave six months notice? Yeah. And it's a then, lot, right? Yeah, it seems like a lot, yeah. Yeah. You know why? Because back then I had no idea what happens in the media industry. And if you could make a career out of this. Exactly. And, and so what were you doing in that six months when you gave notice? And, and the word content wasn't even a word. Wasn't that, even a word. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nobody knew it. No, no, one, no one understood it. Um, I, I, I decided I'm going to give a six months notice because I wanted to build my database uh, when in, in regards to clients and agencies. So I had my, my presentation and all my uh, videos that I made um, prepared in a, in a presentation. And I kept on knocking doors and going to every agency that I know to tell them what I'm doing and to introduce the concept of and content what did they creation. Say? They had no idea what I'm talking about. No idea. No idea because I was inspired. You know Casey Neistat, right? Yeah, of course. I watched Casey like every okay. single day. Yeah. Um, and it, it blew my mind how Casey introduces brands and products in his videos in a very interesting way without imposing an ad in your face. Yeah. So you want to watch the video yeah, until the end. Yeah, they're very entertaining. Exactly. And informative and creative. There you go. And to me, that was mind-blowing because no one in Egypt does that. It's either an influencer or a videographer, a videographer or um, a production company. Have you met Casey? No, never. We I can, wish I could. We can make that happen. Really? Yeah. Yes, so wait, I want to go back, unpack your story a little bit because yep. I love it. So okay. first things first, traditional society, Arab world. Yep. Got to get a job, got to graduate, got to get a respectable job at a respectable company. People are going to ask you, where do you work? You know, if you want to be get, able to get married, to get married. <laughs> I was just say, if you want to get a girl, they have to say he works at this such and such company. There's a lot of pressure. Of course. To do the right things. Like you go to school, you graduate, you get a job, you get an apartment, you get a car. How did you break that pattern and just decide that you weren't going to do the corporate thing? I did not think of it that way back then because I, uh, all I wanted to do is just be happy. Because in my last two years maybe in the corporate job, I was miserable and I didn't know it. I, I worked like a robot. I wake up, I go to the office, I finish my hours, I go back home. Um, you're just doing the thing you're I'm supposed to do. I'm just doing the thing, exactly, exactly. And my salary isn't that good, so I have to pay my rent because I'm not living with my parents. Yeah. Um, I have to pay my rent, I have to pay my food, I have to pay for everything that I have, even my car, the installments car, and everything. Your car, the yeah. payments, the insurance, the gas. So maintenance. at the end, at the beginning of the month, you find yourself just- Dealing with a lot of stuff. Dealing with a lot of stuff and, and so little money. Um, so at that point, I did not think of my, um, how am I going to break the norms or how am I going to uh, be able to propose to a girl? Because all I wanted to do is just be happy and relaxed being myself and do something that I love doing. And the pleasure you found from editing that video where you went to, you stayed up all night and then the next day, you, all you wanted to do was that. Yeah. That's when you knew? 
not yet, but it was it was preparing me to know. Okay. It was it was the kind of a step for me to understand that because I never I never thought that I would be that person that would quit their job and start something on their own because we have so many uh, failed stories in our family. Yeah, yeah, all of your family. Yeah. So everyone knows this is not for us, and everyone keeps saying it. This is not our thing. We don't start. We don't do startups, and we we work at companies. So it was um it was another kind of pressure from the family. What did they say when you said I'm going to quit my job to make videos? My dad thought it was April's fool. April Fool's joke. Yeah, and my mom cried because she 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 doesn't understand what I'm going to do. And the risk of me leaving a secure corporate job that pays me every month is not there anymore. And sorry, the risk is there. Yeah. And like the security is not there anymore. So now I'm going to live on my own and I'm going to have to make my own money. And the first thing that I did as soon as I quit is um, sell my car. Smart. Yeah, because um, I don't need a car as long as I need. I just need the money to cover me for the other next six months. To be able to land some clients, and that's what I did. I sold the car, and I has GoPro ever sponsored you? Never. 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 You're just a GoProer. Yep, I know. And I sent them so many emails and so many messages, and I tried to reach them from different people in different Til ways. Till today. Till today, nothing. Nothing. GoPro, fix this, please. You need to get to them. You need to help him. Okay, so I like. How do you use, you use your GoPro every day? Not, not anymore. Not anymore. In the beginning, yeah. Okay, sorry, GoPro. <laughs> In the beginning, yeah. I, I was I was like a GoPro fanatic. Every single version of a GoPro that comes out, I have to buy it firsthand. And um, until I started realizing that I don't have to only use GoPros. To film. Yeah. There are different cameras, different styles. Each, um, each kind of mood needs a different kind of lens or a different kind of camera. And uh, but but it was a start for me to understand that because before the GoPro, I did not understand anything about filming, uh, neither frame per second, neither the color grading nor the, um, uh, the filming uh, aspect ratio. I, I didn't understand all of that. But the GoPro made me understand all of that because it's very simple in, the, in all of the options inside the inside the GoPro. So anyone can understand it. Exactly. Even the manual. I had is. one, but then I lost it like <laughs> in the middle of some filming something we were in mexico and i lost it okay i have a couple questions for sure. you um i love watching your page and your content because you switch it up a lot yeah so at some point you have the camera and you have people come in and they talk to the camera and you have these interviews yep. and i'm loving what you're doing now Thank you. which is a advice of the day or yeah. thought of the day um and you talk about things that I think a lot of people don't talk about, and especially in Arabic and especially for the Middle East. And I think a lot of people are starting to talk about it a lot in the States, but I think I want to touch on a couple of things that you talk about. Sure. So first things, just to give context to people, give a couple of examples of some of the advices of the day that you've given. Um, I can I can tell you a few of my favorites, but you go. Okay, let me just start by saying that I did not reinvent the wheel. I, I'm not doing something that has never been done before. It's just. Um, adjusting what I used to do because I used to say all these things in a different way, in a different yep. format in my stories yep. and they used to expire after 24 hours. So um, after watching several people and specifically specifically a kind, one person uh, that I saw, um, he made me realize that I shouldn't post them in a story. I should post them in a reel. So people can see them. So people can see them and they can stay there and then 
people can more people yeah. can just realize that they can listen to something every single day. Um, so a, an example of nasihat uh, um, is one week I dedicated that week for time management, just to to, to give different perspectives of how to manage your time. Um, and one of them is called Bumbunayt uh, al Okay, so today's candy. Today's candy. Um, it had a, I do my research before I make any video and I, I always look at different perspectives from different people and how they, how they, how they look at time from their perspective and how they deal with it. Yeah, nice. um, so I, I got this idea from a person, I don't know who it is, I cannot cite him right now, um, but he named it something in English and I, I, I realized, okay, I need to get that to be a little bit closer to Egyptian hearts. So Bunbunea is very close to Egyptian hearts yep. because it's something that you get to see since your childhood and Bunbunea is, is something nice. Yeah. Um, and I translated that and I put it in a way where it will be consumed easily to, um, to Egyptians. Yeah. Um, so Bunbunea is actually, the advice is, you have, when you have a long task list of stuff that you need to do, Choose one of them that you'll be very happy to, to, to have it done at the end For of the, the day. day. Yeah. One accomplishment. One accomplishment, accomplishment per day. And when you get that done, everything else is okay. Yeah, it's good. I don't overthink. I think one of the things, there's one that you did. There's a couple I want to talk about. One is um, about leaving hateful comments on people's social media. Yeah. So the effort that people take to leave a negative or hateful comment on someone else's social media. Talk about that one. It, 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 uh, Gary Vee talks about this all the time and it, uh, uh, the way he sees it makes me understand how he deals with life. And still even listening to him, I still get affected by negative comments mm -hmm. up until today, even with everything that I'm telling the people in my advice as well. Um, it even starts before them leaving the comment. It's not only the amount of effort that they put in the comment, it's the amount of effort to make a, a fake account in the beginning to start with. To be able to post from that fake account, yeah. um, I, it's Why? crazy. They need to understand because they have, they have a lot going on inside of them and they want to let it out. And this is their outlet. Um, so instead of pushing them back and making them uh, or actually copying what they're doing by bullying them or by leaving a negative comment on their negative comment, I decided, okay, let's let's post something, talking to them in a, in a more mature way and let them understand that what they're doing actually affects people and one word can actually get that person to be uh, uh, suicidal. Yeah, very difficult. Yeah. The other thing you talk about, like, you know, don't judge yourself, don't uh, don't try to do something, stay in a job that you're not happy doing yeah. every day. Be patient with yourself. If you can't get everything done on your to-do list, don't be hard on yourself. Try to yeah. just break down your times. I love the tips. I think it's really important that people understand that like, take it easy on yourself. You're not gonna, you're not gonna have to kill yourself. You don't get things done. But why, what motivates you to come up with these advices of the day? Like. What makes, what inspires you or how do you think about these stories? Two things. The first thing is I actually, what a lot of people don't realize is the advice of the day is something that I'm telling myself every single day. Nice. So I'm that. actually reflecting everything that I'm telling myself mm -hmm. to everyone else. And that's why you will find it um, a little bit genuine. 
Um, it's genuine because I tell myself every day all these things because I was a person that was insecure. I was a person that used to judge myself. I was a person that was very harsh on myself because of all the pressure around me and all the cultural pressure, parents' pressure, peer pressure, every single pressure that you have in, the, in, the, in our culture used to be very hard on me and I used to judge myself based on that. So this is one of the sources, this is the main source where I get my advice because it really, it's not worth it. It's not yeah. worth it to be Life's that harsh. Short. Yeah. Um, the second thing is I listen to, to, to what people are asking for. Um, I started a Q&A session that I try to maintain on a weekly basis as much as possible. And in, the, in that Q&A session, many people ask the same questions a lot. So when I told you that I um, had the time management week focused on time management, it's because many people were asking for time management tips. Um, we live in a world that is very fast and it's, it's crazy how everyone cannot manage their time anymore, although they have all the, the same number of hours that everybody else does. Exactly. And they have all the resources to be able to, to manage their time. They have their calendars, they have all these apps, all these books, all the internet websites, uh, everything. They have their notepads, but they just don't want to do it. And they're waiting for someone to tell them a simple trick on how to be able to manage their time. So when I gathered all these information, I actually, I, I was one of the people that was inspired from my research on how to manage my time. What's the one thing you think people don't know about what it takes to create the content that you're doing every day? Like you put a lot of effort into this. Yeah. Like you have to film, shoot, edit, think of an idea. Yeah. What's that process like? It's a, it's a very long process. You're right. A lot of people don't understand or a lot of people think that you just open the camera, you film and you post. Yeah, that's not it at all. It's not it at all. It's far away from it. Um, you have to do your research, you have to, to, to take all the information that you gathered and consume it in your own way and put it in your own words and do it in a way that you understand that people will not, um, will not try to bully you for what you're saying. And at the same time, you want the, the, the main purpose of doing content is to be valuable. You want to be valuable. You want to pass on your information and your research and whatever you learned in life. So. This is one of the targets that you need to focus on while you're presenting your idea or your video. Um, and then you have to make sure that the light is good. You have to make sure that your mics are good. You have to make sure that your camera settings are good. You have to adjust to the, the, the way you look, the way you feel about yourself, your tonality. Um, so much. So much. So much. Uh, you have to choose a time of the day where the sunlight isn't very harsh because you need to adjust your light again. Um, and then you film and then most probably after you film you find that you could have done something better so you film again mm -hmm. and then you take all the memory cards you put them on the computer uh you extract all the data you synchronize the voice and the film so they, they can go in perfectly fine together and then you start adding text to your screen because people now want to see text because most Research say that people now are watching videos with their phones on silent. Mm -hmm. So they want to see text because some people are watching videos while they're in a meeting. Or yeah, while they're at work. Yeah. yeah. So they don't want the sound on. They want to see subtitles. So that's another thing that you need to do on the application while you're posting. And with all the my details. big thumbs, it's very hard to do all the adjusting. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. It pays off. Do you off. post every day? I try to. I try to every day and... Um, the only problem is sometimes you're just not in the mood. 
you don't want to post, you don't want to reply to people, you don't want to yeah, be in that to. space where you're exposed. Um, so I try my best to post every day, but it doesn't really happen every day. What's the, um, what's your favorite person or favorite person to follow on social media and why? Or who, I should say. Who. I have, I have many that I, I follow and, and I don't think there's one favorite person. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. What do you kind of stuff do you gravitate towards? Um, being real, being, being real. authentic, authentic. Um, uh, people who know how to capture your attention and give you a valuable piece of information in a small amount of time. And then you get inspired and you actually take a step towards being a better person, not just read a, a quote on the good quote and like it and, and like save it, it save and it. then forget about it. Are you creating content for other people or just for yourself right now? When I started creating content in the very beginning, when I quit my job, I started with creating content for other companies and, and agencies. And then um, a couple of years in, I realized that this is exactly what I was running from in the corporate is have world. clients in corporate, yeah. Because they have all these guidelines and all these rules and then um, someone has to approve and then another one has to approve and then the third one has to approve and then the agency has to approve and then all of these comments are going at you and they're not organized and they are not, um, they don't have value. The, comment, the comments that you get are just, are just personal tastes. So you have to change the whole video that you're creating because they're not used to content creation. They're used to having um, an ad, video ad. Um, so they want it to be as perfect as a video ad. So you, you end up changing everything from the concept that you originally came with that you loved so much and that you wanted to work on so much. It's like going to an artist that paints and telling them, I love your art, please draw this something for me. And then after they draw it, they're like, oh, I don't like blue, I don't like green, I don't like red, and why are you using me? Then Use another yeah. artist. If you hire or, someone to do the creative, let them be exactly. the creative. Or hire a painter, uh, someone who will paint your wall with, with, the, with the colors that you want. Um, when I realized that, I was like, okay, my way out of this is by working on my own content and growing my own channel so that when a client or um, a product wants a product that is launched or there's an Once event an happening, audience. yeah, they want to be, they want to be in my videos, they will pay to be in my videos, in my experiences. So I own my videos, I, my house, my rules. They don't get to say where, where, what to do and what music to add and what not. So, Yes, of course, they can add their own special touches when it comes to branding and their identity and their logo and stuff. Yeah. But there's very little control in comparison to doing a, a, a piece of content for them. I am, let's say I am starting out today, or I'm listening to this podcast, and I actually want to quit my job to become a creator. Yeah. What would you say are the top three things you need to advise that person to think about? Number one, don't be afraid because it's never too late. Um, I quit my job when I was 31 years old and I've already had 14 years of experience that I just threw away. But in reality, I did not throw away anything because this is what made me who I am today. I'm, I am a collection of all, all of these experiences with the good of them and, and the, the bad. And the bad. Um, so don't be afraid, it's, it's doable. Um, and do calculated risk. Don't just quit your job and start something. Yeah. Just Thank give you. it give it a good thought and calculate your risks and have a plan B in case that doesn't happen. See what you're gonna do. Um, number two. 
That is number two, have okay, calculated number, risk. Number three. Number three, do not care about what others think of you. That's a big one. That's something that I'm still struggling with until today and I'm still fighting every single day. Yes, I've come a long way, but you still get these thoughts. It's something that is is, is really programmed in your in your brain. It's so hard. How do it you overcome is. it? Like I, I'll be honest with you. I do communications. Yeah. I that's what my job is. But I like very subconscious about doing videos. Very like insecure about doing like a lot of me on camera. I love the camera. I love to talk. I love to speak. I'm like I like it. I like yeah. doing it. I just don't like how I look doing it, and I don't. I wonder what other people will think when they see it. Even I struggle from that. Yeah. What? I think I think we are all the. Every person is their own worst judge. Like I hate you always being judge on, yourself. No I one know. else is judging you for whatever you're seeing. You were there. You know, just like being on Zoom every time, all day. You see yourself all day. Exactly. Like when in a meeting do I see myself? Exactly. Like the things we do on Zoom, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, so it's it, normal. It, it is okay. normal, and I think it's it, it's a little bit healthy to have that. It's um, it's unhealthy when you have too much of it, but it's healthy to have a little bit of that. Um, okay, good advice. I want to ask you about your tattoos because uh, I'm obsessed. Thanks. So explain your tattoos. <laughs> start with this one. Um, I'll start with this one. I have one on my oh, back. That was the, back, the biggest mistake of my, of my life. I was um, very young, and I wanted to. Um, to have a tattoo. I just realized I, I was okay. I'm I'm getting a tattoo, and I used to live in Sharm Sheikh back uh, back at the time, and um, I went to this artist, and I the thought the I the, the, the what is the tattoo on your back? Because we can't see it, um, or you can't tell us. I, I will tell you in the story. I'll tell okay. you. Okay. So I went to this tattoo artist, and in my head, I thought all tattoo artists work the same way, and you go there, you explain what you want and your personality and what you like and what you don't like, and they'll come up with the art, and they'll tattoo on you. That didn't happen at all. I went there and he was like, okay, what do you want? He's Italian. I was like, um, okay, as soon as, give me something to look at. Like, yeah, give me give options. Yeah, give me a picture yeah. book or something. So give me, you gave didn't me, have an idea what you wanted when you went in? No idea. Oh, that's, that's And that's first, something I really advise against. That's the first against. sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the first sign. <laughs> do not get a tattoo just because you want to have a tattoo. Anyway, <laughs> I, I chose um, an artwork that said, Life is a gamble. And um, I was like, yeah, this is, this is me. This is, I, I really see myself in this tattoo. <laughs> and because life is a gamble is a, is, is a kind of a casino kind of uh, uh, yeah. art. So it had a spade in the middle and it had the letter A. Spade, I felt Yeah, yeah. So it's shaded and then the A is not shaded. Mm. Okay. He does the tattoo. I'm, it's very, it hurts a lot. Because this spot hurts I a lot. I have one, yeah. yeah. And uh, I finished that too. I went back home. Everything's fine. I put the cranes and everything. Three months later, a friend of mine says, Mason, uh, you have a typo in your tattoo. And I was like, what? what? He's like, why does it say life is gamble? I'm like, what? What? So I take a look at it. And he, he did not leave the letter A in the shading part. And I was like, okay. Um... What am I going to do with this? I have to wait until I travel to any other company, uh, any, any other country that actually has the tattoo artist that I was thinking of, someone who creates art. So I had my tattoo with a typo on my back for three years. Oh my! Until God. I went to Prague, 
and I had um, a, a cover-up tattoo with a rose on it, and it was a beautiful big rose with a green leaf and roses red. To cover it up? To cover it up. And then... Is that what you have now? What I have now is the rose with all the colors faded away, <laughs> and then Life is a Gamble is a little bit... It, it's starting to... to, to pop up, to from, pop the up from the rose. <laughs> so there's a big kind of... A, Blob. Yeah. On the back of the thing. But this but one... It, it's not bad. This one is uh, the, the first world? tattoo that I got after um, I quit my job. I was traveling to Europe. It was my first time to do a year trip. So it's right before I traveled, I tattooed this yeah. because I want to travel around the world. This is love it. This is something that I really want to do. I want to travel as much and as I can. And on your other arm, you have four. Yeah. Carpe Up diem, which we know. Yeah. What's the other one? Uh, this one here. This one is um, a geometrical uh, sign. This represents the sun. The circle represents the sun. And then the triangle uh, represents the mountains. Okay. And then there's a little valley here that represents the water. Nice. And then there's a little stick figure climbing the mountain. That's, That's you. for me to remember that I'm an outdoor, outdoor kind of person because I get really um, comfortable staying indoor. Yeah. But I love outdoor. And so the just, circles? Um, I wanted to find something that represents the self. So I found I found many signs. I like this one the most because it, it tells you that this is your, yourself. Your yeah. Yeah. And then I put another dot outside just to remind myself that great things happen outside your comfort zone. I love it. Because it, it's not limited by anything. I love it. And there's two on your front here. What is that? Those just arrows? These are arrows. One of them, um, I don't know what it means in the in the designing world but for me it means one of them represents the past and the other one represents the future and they're in parallel because I want to always remind myself that whatever happened in the past I've had a very bad childhood I had a, a very hard time growing up in the business world it was all um, it, it wasn't a smooth journey uh, but at the same time it made me who I am today and I'm very happy with who I am today mm. so this just equalizes it for, for me. I love it. I love it. Mezen, before we end, yeah. we are going to do rapid fire questions. Yep. Where I get to ask you these questions and we have to see how you come up with the answers. The are games. you ready? I am. So, first things first, what is an NFT? Non-fungible token. All right. You yeah. got that one. Do you yeah. know a lot about NFTs? A lot. Do you, do you own any? No, we're not allowed to, to, to use any crypto in Egypt. So you have to buy a, you have to transfer your money outside and have someone buy you or put the, put the, the money in the wallet and then you can use it. Oh, that's so not it's, it's not easy to do. Instagram that. or TikTok? Instagram. What's your hidden talent? Um. Oh, <laughs> looks like we're gonna see it now. I have something that is unusual in my back, so I can okay. do this. Oh my god. <laughs> That is so weird. Is. Okay, very, very hidden talent. <laughs> if you could spend a day with someone in someone else's shoes, who would they be and why? Someone else's shoes? Yeah. Um, they have to be a living person. And living or dead, I guess. Uh, Michael Jackson. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. He created something out of... Nothing. Yeah, he created a whole new genre and he created, he, he created a lot. Like, he's very creative. What's your favorite Michael Jackson song? Billie Jane. Billie Jean is yeah. not oh, my yeah. lover. 
She's just a girl. I love, I like that. I love, I love Dirty Diana. Oh, yeah. Smooth criminal. Okay, we're going to get going on a different <laughs> tangent now. Who or what was your biggest teacher? Teacher? Yeah. Um, my biggest teacher was uh, my manager in, my f in the first company that I joined. It was a local uh, travel agency. And he, um, he was one of the owners. And he taught me a lot, a lot, a lot. Like yeah. this guy, his, his name is uh, Romy, Romy Riyad. You know, sometimes when you get a good manager, they just change your life and you don't realize it till after yeah. you stopped working for them that they had such a big impact for me, on yeah. you. Um, what is the one thing that you're deeply grateful for right now? Right now? Um, I'm grateful that I am not driven with the herd. Oh, I love that. I was going to say, who is your favorite musical act or solo act? But I think we already answered that. Yep. Jackson, so we got to get on that one. Complete the statement. My favorite time of the day is... Waking up early in the morning. Gosh, every time I ask that question, people answer before I even finish it. <laughs> Texting or talking? Talking. Really? Favorite yeah. childhood TV show? Um, TV show. Or favorite TV show in general? How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother. So good, so good, so good. Um, if you could give your teenage self a piece of advice, what the, would that be? Uh, I have a lot to say. <laughs> uh, one of them is, or if, if I only have one to say, I'm going to say um, patience. Oh, I like that. Mm. High school celebrity crush? Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan! That's yeah. such a good answer. <laughs> um, last thing you Googled. Last thing I Googled, it was probably something that has to do with NFTs. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, who, what is your most used emoji? The blue heart. The blue heart? Why the blue heart? Because it doesn't mean that I love the person, but I'm sending love to the person. And I use it a lot on my social media accounts because I'm sending love to many people that I don't know. Just to keep the red one for special people. I got you. I got you. I got you. Favorite Egyptian food? Uh, oh, good one. That's so delicious. Yeah. Uh, okay. One place or thing in Egypt you wish more people outside of Egypt knew about? Um, culture. Many people don't understand our culture. A lot of people outside of Egypt think that Egypt is all about pyramids and that's it. They don't, they don't really realize that there's a lot going on in Egypt that has nothing to do with the pyramids. Like, like what? Like our culture, how we deal with each other, our sense of humor, um, the places that you can go to, how people are very um, friendly and they want to help you and they want to take you to places. Yes, there's the other side of Egypt that many people will not be friendly and will want to get the most out of you. But gen generally speaking, people are very friendly. They'll, if you don't give them a reason to, to treat you in a bad way, they'll always treat you in a good way. They always have fun with you, they'll talk to you, they'll speak to you. Like I have a friend that travels around Egypt with no money. He's a blogger, he's a travel blogger. He travels with no money. And he people take him in, in their houses, they feed him, they take him out. They, the, like the amount of love that you see in different cities is crazy. They say the Egyptians are known for their kindness. Yeah. Very, very true. Okay, last couple of questions. Um, 
Favorite book that you like to read or recommendation? The Tipping Point. The Tipping Point, Malcolm Gladwell. Malcolm Why do you like that book? Because Malcolm has a very nice way in, in um, proposing ideas and he's very easy to read. Um, he talks about going viral long ago before the internet has ever been created. And um, he talks about all these different ways that an idea can get viral without all the perception of us understanding how viral videos go right now. As in, you are one of my favorite people to follow oh, on you, the uh, internet. Um, give me recommendations of three other people I should follow. Uh, recommendations of three other people you should follow. There's Romy Soli, he's a food blogger. Okay. There is uh, Kukla Refat. Oh, Kukla is yeah. the best. She's a photographer. She is. She's, She's a so talented. Photographer. She's very talented. Love her. And there is Mohammed Helmi. He's a comedy uh, influencer. Gotta get that. Yeah, he does uh, stand-up comedy online uh, and stuff. And I'll give you my... Fourth uh, one. Fourth one. Um, Yusuf Ismail, my partner in Let's Go Big. Let's Go Big. Let's Go Big is growing, uh, alhamdulillah, this year exponentially. And it's... Um, is becoming something that we didn't even plan for. I'm so happy that you came today. I'm so grateful Thank to you hear your me story too. and to share with everybody. It's Let's Let's Go Big. Let's, let's Go Big go Music big. on Instagram. Wait, so Let's Go Big Music on Instagram yes. and Just a GoPro go on Instagram. Yes. Have a great day. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Thank it was beautiful. You. Thank you for listening to Savvy Talk. I'm Maha Bulanin, and I'll be back with a new episode in two weeks. In the meantime, please subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Maha Geber and Digital and Savvy for more information, including some snippets and highlights of the upcoming guests and talks. This is a special series that I did in Egypt. We are excited to bring you a special NFT series, a special Web3 series, and of course, a very special Dubai series. Anyways, all's good in the world. Hope you guys are great. And uh, thanks for listening.